This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Senate has voted 52 to 48 to confirm Judge Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court just about a week before Election Day and 30 days after she was nominated by President Trump to fill the seat of the late Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And here is President Trump speaking at the swearing-in ceremony for Coney Barrett last night. But I speak to everyone when... I say that the Barrett family has captured America's heart. It is highly fitting that Justice Barrett fills the seat of a true pioneer for women. It's Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Tonight, Justice Barrett becomes not only the fifth woman to serve on our nation's highest court, but the very first mother of school-aged children to become a Supreme Court justice. Very important. And joining us right now is Philip Bump, national correspondent for The Washington Post, as we dive into this. Thanks for being here. Of course. So is that fair to make that comparison to RBG? Look, one can certainly say these are both women who are sitting on the Supreme Court. That is a fair comparison. Is it a fair comparison in any political sense? No, it, it really isn't. Uh, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was a was a unique person for a lot of ways, including the fact that she obviously was doing the sort of advocacy that she was doing well before Amy Coney Barrett was born, or, or frankly, any of us were born. She had a long-standing legacy even prior coming to coming to the court, uh, which is very markedly different in terms of politics and focus uh, than what Amy Coney Barrett did. You know, regardless of what your views of politics are, it's pretty obvious the two are very, very different justices. So I think the real question, especially that I see on social, is about Amy Coney Barrett's kind of experience, right? Because she's only had two years in private practice. She never tried a case, never argued before the Supreme Court. You know, is it that easy, to be quite honest? Or is she kind of lucky because this feels like a really big political move? I mean, I think it's important to remember there's no actual standard set for who gets to be on the Supreme Court. We sort of have these expectations of who these people are going to be. You know, it tends to be Ivy League graduates who clerked with, you know, Justice so-and-so back in 1960, whatever, right? We, we There is a sort of form of Supreme Court justice that we're used to. But really, like literally, a president could pick any of us and say, you're on the Supreme Court. And if the Senate agreed, then we'd be on the Supreme Court. So, mm-hmm. so Donald Trump really, I mean, he could have said Ivanka Trump is going to be on the court. And if Mitch McConnell went along with it, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, Ivanka Trump could be on the court. There's no standard. So that I have a chance is what you're saying. There's, I, I would say, you know, it's a better than 25%. If you're no. willing, if you're willing to say, hey, President Trump, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I feel like he might put you in line. Yeah, no. Ryan, come on. It's your day. That's what Alice Johnson's for. Not for me. 
<laughs> but I mean, don't you have to have a you have to have a legal background, right? You don't. I mean, yes. I mean, you have to be able to understand matters of the law in order to be effective as a justice. But you literally don't have to have that in order to actually be appointed to and confirmed to the court. Yeah, Kim Kardashian next. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yikes. So let's move on again. Philip Bump is joining us, who is a uh, national correspondent for the Washington Post. How quickly could she start working? She can start working literally as we speak. Uh, she was uh, confirmed by the Senate yesterday. There was the swearing in ceremony at the White House last night. Uh, but there was a formal uh, swearing in that was done by Chief Justice John Roberts. Today. I actually haven't heard any news as to whether or not that occurred. I see no reason why it wouldn't have. So she could be making decisions about cases at this moment. I would like to know, though, especially because during her hearing, there was a, a lot of concern, especially from Democrats, about her, you know, her being super religious and how much that will play into her decision making. Do you think that's something that people should still be kind of worried about, especially when it comes to Roe versus Wade and just other actual human rights? I think it's obvious that one of the reasons she was appointed by Trump and one of the reasons she was championed by conservatives is that it was understood that should there be a decision being made about the future of Roe versus Wade, she would vote against it. She, during the hearings, was very circumspect in terms of what she, you know, her views on a whole wide range of things. But there's no question that the reason she is there is because she has expressed to the right people at the right times where she will be on these issues. Uh, you know, I, I, I will say that the Senate Democrats, were very pointed in not raising religion over the course of the hearings because they didn't want it to blow up in their faces. Republicans did everything in their power to say, oh, look at what Democrats, you know, I mean, how many times do we see that clip of Bill Maher disparaging her religion? Because they couldn't find any actual Democratic leaders who were willing to do so. Uh, so, you know, I mean, I will say that that wasn't as much of a, a factor in the actual hearings, but also that, uh, you know, it's pretty well established where she's going to be on stuff. Uh, we know the Supreme Court ended up deciding on a case around Wisconsin uh, ballots right. today, and that was something big. Is there anything else happening that she could be diving into around the election? Yeah, a lot. I mean, there were calls for her because of the way she was in which she was appointed. There were calls for her to not actually weigh in on matters of, of you know, consequence for the election. She made pretty clear last night when she appeared at that you know, what eventually turned into a campaign video for President Trump that she's <laughs> not going to be beholden to that that, that idea. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there are a number of points. Uh, there's a case in Pennsylvania, but basically the same thing as in Wisconsin. Should we be allowed to count ballots after right. uh, Election Day that, you know, she can weigh in on it and it's almost certainly going to get tossed. Another thing I saw online was people were kind of blaming Senate Democrats for this to happen. Did Senate Democrats do enough mm -hmm. to stop this? There's there's nothing Senate Democrats could have done. I mean, there were some procedural things that they might have done, uh, uh, you know, that honestly I didn't we were so outside the realm of likelihood that I didn't spend a lot of time actually tracking them. You know, they could have slowed the process down. But ultimately, as long as the Senate was in control of the Republicans and the Senate Republicans had a majority, she was going to get confirmed. And, you know, so I, I have similarly seen a lot of frustration from Democrats. A lot of that stems from, for example, Senator Dianne Feinstein of California, you know, being very gracious to the Republicans, which was obviously that not appreciated we saw by that. Democrats. Yep. So we were covering all of that. Philip Bump, thank you again for being with us today. Of course. My pleasure. Uh, Philip is a national correspondent for The Washington Post. Now, coming up, what is the Supreme Court's next major LGBTQ plus rights case? We've got Lambda Legal joining us for that next in two minutes.